Hello, everyone. K-Mac here with the Blitzberg Coverage Podcast. Episode numero tres, K-Swaggin, Swaggin' U University, back here at the Blitzberg Coverage Podcast. Let's get this thing rolling, trying to do a setup today. Obviously, I have my phone for my visuals, and we're going to use my microphone here connected to my laptop for the audio <clears throat> just try to set up so the quality of sound is better uh welcome back y'all hope you guys enjoyed the last episode um today is overreaction monday so i plan on recording this podcast every monday in response to uh you know the game sunday typically unless it's a monday night game or a thursday night game we'll get to that though down the road so let's jump right into today's show, which is going to consist of uh, three topics today, y'all. Um, we're going to recap the Steelers versus Buccaneers preseason week one game. We're also going to be previewing the Steelers week two game versus the Buffalo Bills Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. <clears throat> And we're also going to dive into a topic, uh, like a transition move that may take place with our wide receivers later on this season, as I think there's going to be a new alpha in town shortly. But let's dive right into this game that we saw Friday night between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from Tampa Bay, Florida. Let's start off with this game. Wow. Uh, I was telling my friend Hunter pre, uh, prior to the game, I was like, man, honestly, I just really want to see this offense get a nice touchdown drive or at least a good drive and then honestly take the starters out. And that's exactly what happened. So let's start out at the top. Let's start at the top with the offense. Quarterback Kenny Pickett looked well. He looked really good. Uh, I understand it's preseason, so I'm not going to get ride too high. I'm not going to ride too low with what we saw uh, Friday. But to be quite frankly honest with you guys, I was not the biggest Kenny Pickett fan when we drafted the guy. Honestly, I wasn't really that high on him. I was like, I mean, it took the guy five years of college to have a good uh, quality collegiate season in which we saw him in the Heisman candidacy. The uh, one of the Heisman candidates that, that season. So I wasn't on board with this draft pick. So I'm going to have to eat my own words and hope this kid turns out good. And to be quite frankly honest with you, after what we saw during the second half of the season, and honestly what I saw Friday, this kid looked poised. He looked in command of this offense. He looked so composed so calm in the pocket, and his ability to avoid a couple of rushes, still make plays, avoid a sack, almost got a like a Ben Roethlisberger-ass type of play to Jalen Warren. Unfortunately, he threw it to the ground, but man, to go 6-7, 60-some yards and a touchdown, he looked good. He looked composed. He looked poised. I mean, he looked in total command of this offense. He uh, converted a couple third downs. Had some nice throws with Deontay Johnson, which was good to see those two in sync because 
far far too many times than not last season, these two were not on the same page with a lot of things because of the fact that Kenny Pickett wasn't working with the ones last year. You know, he was working with the threes, the twos. And so that's why you saw him have more chemistry with George Pickens more than anyone because George Pickens was running with the twos as well. So it was good to see those two connect on a couple throws. Uh, Deontay had a nice sideline catch. We had a nice first down or a nice first down throw to Muth. Got Muth in there. Love to see that. And uh, finished the drive off with a nice play by Kenny Pickett to fit it in a tight window. Looked off the safety to his left, went back to his right. And had Pickens there on a slant. And was George Pickens, uh, you know, made a couple of defenders look silly and finished it off with a touchdown. So I thought Pickett looked well. We didn't get to see a whole lot of the Naj. It's a couple runs. Didn't really do well. Didn't really use him a whole lot. Didn't really need to. We had to save that boy for this season. Jalen Warren had a nice run. Um, got He got a nice for, uh, 10-yard run. Good to see him doing this thing. He was even late into this game, running late into this game. Uh, made some p- nice pass protection pickups. We've seen – we know what this dude brings. You know, he's a nice RB2 to have. So, we got some we got some nice picket throws in there. A nice first down run from Jalen Warren. Some nice Deontay catches. Love to see that. George Pickens as well. Didn't get to see any Allen Robinson. I mean, he, like I said, a lot of the starters were on the field, but really – they were just there for that one drive. And then, obviously, you know, Tomlin was cool with it, and I was cool with it as well. You know, you get one good touchdown drive, and that's all you really need to see. So that's about really how I felt about the offense. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what they look like Saturday, but we'll get into that preview here in a little bit as the show rolls. Um, let's get to the defense. <clears throat> I didn't see really any starters out there on defense. I didn't see the TJs. I didn't see the Minkas. I didn't see Cam. Larry Ogunjobi wasn't out there either. So really no starters on defense play, and I was cool with that. These guys, you know, our defense is our bread and butter here, and so I don't really think there's a need to play them. They know what the fuck they're doing, you know. They're going to lead this team and uh, do a lot of great things. I don't doubt that because that's where all of our best players are at. That's where the money's at, you know. So uh, as far as the defense goes, a lot of things were vanilla. And to be quite frankly honest with you, I think Baker honestly kind of lit us up in the pass department. That touchdown he threw was pretty nice. Just barely missed. I think it was James Pierre that barely missed. But hard to really speak on what the starters did in defense because, like I said, there were really none in there. So, But honestly, I mean, we put up 27 points. We got a nice win. Baker played a lot of the first half. So, yeah, I mean, we're playing a starting quarterback out there. Bucks couldn't really run the ball too well against us, so I will I will say that we were smashing the run very well. Uh, so that brings me to man, I want to highlight a lot of dudes that stood out to me in regards to this draft class we just had, and even do our free agent additions. First off, Broderick Jones did not start and is not the starter, so he was playing really in the with the twos. I saw some rep, I saw some nice reps out of him. You know, I saw plays where he got even, you know, dealt with two linemen. I thought he had some nice pass protections. Um, thought he had a decent night. He's still a very raw talent. Uh, definitely needs to be developed, as we know, and as we knew heading into this season. And I believe he – I don't know. We'll see if he'll be the starter, but 
I think to open up the season, I don't think he will be. I thought he played well for his first game in the NFL, to be honest with you. I thought he did well. You know, he's going to lose some reps. He's going to win some reps. Got pushed back a little bit into the quarterback's pocket a little bit too much, but I thought he did well. Joey Porter Jr., we unfortunately cannot really speak about because he honestly didn't play, which I wasn't aware of, which sucks because he had an injury. So hopefully he plays uh, next game. That leads me to our next pick, which was Keanu Benton. And man, oh man, did this dude flash. Wow, I saw about three, four straight plays even where this dude just blew up the run, blew up the pass, able to get interior pressure right off the bat. I mean, he got right in Baker's face, and Baker still made a good throw up the seams, but I'm getting big Javon, Javon Hargraves vibes from this. I'm getting big Javon Hargrave vibes from this dude. I think he's got a real solid chance to start week, come week one. He flashed big time for me. He was able to get pressure. He was able to stuff the run. And he just didn't give up any plays. You know, he did his job. He maintained his gaps. And he he looked well. He looked good, you know. So we got a potential starter there as well. That's going to bring me to another young player that stood out that we took from this draft, which was fourth-round selection outside linebacker Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin. Uh, Nate Herbig's little brother, a, a, a player that slid in the draft because of the fact he was undersized, but his production was off the charts. This dude's been coached under T.J. Watt for a couple of years, and it sure showed Saturday. I mean, he had two sacks. You know, one of them, he had faked the right tackle and then went inside. Another one, he just straight up beat the guy. I mean, off the snap, just ran around him. And you love to see it because – this just adds more depth to this pass rush. This this adds more outside linebacker depth, you know. <clears throat> My apologies. Um, you know, behind the TJ, behind Alex Highsmith, we got Marcus Golden, who was a former 10-plus sack player. And now Nick Herbig, a lot of people are talking about playing him at inside linebacker. I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. This man is an outside linebacker. Let him play there. Don't be having him trying to do too much at once. Let him just rush the passer and let him develop and bring him in as nice depth. You know, give TJ, give Alex Highsmith a, a breather and keep these guys fresh because we're going to need it. We're going to need it. So I thought he played big on Friday night as well. He stood out to me. He made some nice run-stopping plays. He was able to get pressure. And, uh, you know, that was big time for sure. Huge. Love to see it, you know. That's why... I think preseason plays a big vital part still to the season. Um, you see these young players play, you know, and so I believe he, he played well. He played well, and he, he's a stealer. He literally said it, I am a stealer, and you love to hear it, man. So that, that about – oh, I also forgot to mention Calvin freaking Austin third. Wow. We tried telling y'all – this dude was fast. And what happened? Mason Rudolph threw an absolute dime to Calvin Austin, who just straight up beat his man for a streak, a 60-some yard touchdown. And he is going to be our deep threat this year. He's going to be that high wide receiver 3-4. You know, 
when the DBs are a little tired, when they slip a little bit, let this dude run, and let's see if Pickett can push the ball down the field to him. Because this dude brings that second-level speed that will scare DBs. So it was good to see him do that. And I knew, I knew it was coming. The inevitable jet sweep play. I knew he was going to get it, but he actually has speed to where, you know, he can make this thing work. If if, if a Timmy and a DB out there one-on-one, I like Calvin Austin the third to make a move, get a good solid gain, and that's exactly what he did. They said he was supposed to be the starting returner, but I didn't really see him make any returns. I saw someone else named Bird. There was a lot of guys out there that I didn't even really know were on the field, to be honest with you. A lot of younger dudes, undrafted free agents, so I'm kind of expecting to see more of the starters in week two. But uh, Calvin Austin the third definitely made some nice plays, a big touchdown, and you know, kudos to Rudolph for hitting him in stride. So those are really the things that stood out to me as far as the young talent goes. So I covered about everyone that I wanted to discuss. Um, even Connor, even Connor Hayward made made a nice couple of nice plays. You know, he's got good hands. He's a nice tight end flex kind of player. Be interesting to see how he gets utilized. Uh, so that brings me to the next dude, a free agent offseason acquisition we made recently. And we got to talk about this guy because he was all over the field this past Friday. Quan Alexander. Wow. This dude was flying all over the field, like I said. I mean, stop, stopping the run, smashed the running back in the flats, which I guess was unnecessary roughness. But honestly, I guess he led with his helmet. It was kind of a ticky-tack call, but, you know, NFL, they throw ticky-tack calls all the fucking time. So you just live with it. But I thought he flashed big time for me, man. This dude is dying for the cause. He is going to get – he's going to – I think he's going to make a lot of plays for us. So I'm really curious – you know, to see how that whole thing develops. But Quan Alexander definitely stood out to me. So, like I said, we won this game pretty handily. And, honestly, uh, that's really all i got to say about that game. Offense, nice drive. Defense stopped the run. Played the pass okay, but Baker gave us some issues. But like I said, no starters really out there on the field, defensively speaking. Um, so, that brings us to uh, – let's let's talk about – the upcoming matchup, Week 2 versus Buffalo and preview, what's essentially the starters game, you know. If I'm not mistaken, Week 3 in preseason and I was, is now is now going to be the, uh, you know, the game where all the starters sit. So really, I'm expecting to see maybe the offense is out there for a quarter, you know. Like I mentioned in our past uh, episode, Episode 2, a lot of this is going to go based off the ebb and flow. If the offense, you know, maybe even one good drive is good enough for Tylen, but I definitely think they're going to play extensively more into this game against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. I, I want to see I want to see if we can have two good drives. I want to see if we can put up, you know, 10-ish points and then take them out. You know, maybe you just play in the first quarter. Let's see. I think the biggest thing for me is I want to see how this offensive line is going to really develop because we have some big matchups the first couple of weeks. And so maybe you let those guys sit in there more, but I'm not really too sure how you're going to play against that. But I definitely think week two, we're going to see more of the starters playing. That goes for the Bills as well. Looking forward to that, you know. Definitely a better team we're going to be playing against Saturday. So 
competition breeds greatness. And so I definitely think it'll be, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I want to see, you know, let's see if we can get Al Robinson a little bit more involved. Let's see if Calvin Austin can continue to make some big plays. Let's see if Broder Jones has a better or worse game. Let's see if Joey Porter Jr. Uh, plays in week two because I I want to see what he does. I want to see I want to see some of the starters out there. You know I want to see the defense out there for at least a drive or two. You know let's just not ramp it up. You know from ten snaps to seventy or sixty snaps week one against a very physical team there in the Niners. So I definitely want to see the starters for at least a quarter. But like I said, today is Monday, so we're not going to get a whole lot of clarity on this situation. Until later on in the week, as the week goes on, I'm sure Tomlin will, you know, answer all those questions with a fine brush, as he loves to say. And um, I definitely want to see the starters this Saturday. I think they'll play, you know. We need to see Minko. We need to see Cam. We need to see Joey Porter Jr. I want to see Pat Pete out there. I want to see how these guys play together before we just throw everything together week one and just say, all right, let's see how this goes, you know. So definitely looking forward to seeing just everything, you know. I'm really more curious about the offense than the defense because I have more questions about the offense than the defense. So I definitely think that will be interesting to watch. And i will really looking forward to watching that Saturday. Honestly, this Saturday is going to be huge. But um, I think that about do it for the preview of, you know, week two. There's not, it's preseason, you know. There's not a whole lot to say, you know. Just cross our fingers, no injuries happens, y'all, you know, to nobody. You know, I don't want to see it. I, nobody wants to see it. Let's see Calvin Austin return a couple. I want to see if he can actually, you know, hold on to the ball and just make a couple moves, get a first down, 10 yards, you know, whatever, whatever. But, um yeah, you know, let's see if we can have a couple of nice drives. Let's see if we can get the run game going a little bit and uh, see if the defense can do its thing. But uh, we're going to head into the last topic here. As we are going to be discussing, I know this might sound a little crazy to some of y'all, but I am just speaking on my behalf of things. By midseason, could we be talking about George Pickens taking over wide receiver one from Deontay Johnson? Let's be honest. Ever since 2019, Deontay Johnson has been an absolute target hog. Now, I love Deontay. Believe me, I got his jersey. I rep it. But... I feel like there are better things. There's things that George does better, and there's things that Deontay does better. Deontay is no doubt the better route runner at this moment. However, Deontay has been a little more prone to drop the ball compared to George Pickens. Um, I'm not one of the critics of Deontay who's like, he drops the ball, he drops the ball, he drops the ball, he drops the ball. Deontay drops and dip, 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 No, no. Because I know stats and I watch the games. He was the drop leader in 2020. But, um, you know, when you look back at last year, 
he wasn't top 10 for drops or drop percentage. I mean, if you're saying that, then I guess Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase ain't that good because they had more drop percentage, they had a higher drop percentage, but that's none of my business. But um, Deontay Johnson, definitely the better route runner. Better, I think he's better run after catch, in my opinion. A little more elusive, though I would love to see him go forward again and not backwards. But I think there's a real potential chance, and this would be a great problem for Pittsburgh, if if George Pickens takes over that wide receiver one spot from Deontay, we are going to be, that duo is going to be more than a handful for any defensive for any defensive secondary, because George Pickens is going to be a problem. He already is a problem. The issue is just getting the motherfucker the ball. Matt Canada. If you go back on my timeline, you know, you go back to my YouTube videos from last year. Um, I mean, every week I was calling for Matt Canada's head because George Pickens is an absolute freak. I mean, this dude can catch. This dude's catch radius is insane. His ability to catch the ball one-on-one, just body people. I mean, he just – he's a beast, and he's an absolute freak of talent, and I feel like we don't utilize him enough. The dude needs eight-plus targets a game, but it's going to be hard to do with that because we're still going to be getting Deontay at least eight-plus targets. We're going to get Robinson involved. We're going to get Muth involved. We're going to get Jen Warren involved. We're going to get Najee Harris involved. So the ball is going to be spread around. And that was the biggest thing – uh, on Friday was that we spread the ball around pretty well, you know. Pickett scanned the field and um, made good good reads, good throws. But if George Pickens, in my opinion, can work on his route running and his sep- his ability to s- create separation, oh, this dude's gonna it's gonna be massive. It's gonna be a massive, huge positive impact on this offense. Like I said, we we haven't really been able to see – we couldn't really see what these receivers could do run after the catch last season because a lot of these routes were going out towards the sideline. And when you're going out towards the sideline, there's nowhere to go because you don't have the middle of the field to work with. It's just like you go out of bounds or you just go straight. And most of the time, DBs are right there to tackle them, so – if I mean if Pickens, I mean he, he can be. He, I think he's going to be a bigger red zone threat than Deontay because Deontay is a little bit smaller. But let's be honest though, Deontay also hasn't had the best quarterbacks to work with. Now hold on a second. Are you going to say, well, he had Ben? Let's be honest. The Ben that Deontay got was not the same Ben that AB had, that Heinz Ward had, that Antonio Holmes had, that Mike Wallace had that Mano Sanders had, that Jericho Cotri had, that Heath Miller had. Deontay definitely had a decent Ben, but it wasn't prime good Ben who could really throw the ball down the field. So I feel like Deontay was never really fully utilized to his capabilities. You know, he had Mason Rudolph, Doug Hodges, Mitch. Oh, and speaking of Mitch, that motherfucker sucked on Friday, by the way. No surprise there. And, um... I think by week eight, week ten, week nine, there if things go the way I think they might, there's a real possibility that there's a new wide receiver one in town, and his name is George Pickens. So that'd be awesome. <clears throat> that would be fantastic. 
But, um, you know, what do you guys think? You think Deontay stays wide receiver one or George Pickens become the alpha? Either way, it's a win-win. I like both of them. I like Deontay because he's from Toledo. And um, I was pretty excited with Jeff. I was like, this dude's a beast. And, you know, he slept on for sure. A lot of people don't really know about him, but I do. And I think he's still going to play a huge role for this team. And George Pickens will as well. And these two, I think they're going to work good together. So what do you guys think? Is he the alpha or no? So that's the podcast. Uh, don't forget to follow me. I'm on uh, Twitter. Well, X now is what it's called. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, my podcast. This podcast is on Spotify. Thank you to wherever you're listening from or if you're watching me on YouTube. Uh, I post on YouTube as well just for the visuals. And, um, you know, subscribe, hit the like button, and give me some feedback. So nation, what y'all thinking? What we thinking? How would you guys feel about Friday's performance? Who stood out to you? Who are you looking forward to playing this Saturday? And who's going to be the Steelers wide receiver one by my midseason? All those questions will be answered very shortly. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast, episode three, episode tres of the Blitzberg Coverage Podcast. This is your host, K-Mac, from Swaggin' U, a.k.a. Swaggin' University, Kurt Mackey, signing out. Hope you all have a good Monday. And, uh, you know, let's enjoy this week and get grinding. Toodaloo.